I bring the stuffing. Welcome to Indecorous Podcast. Indecorous means not in good taste. 9-11 was a gender reveal. <laughs> Indecent. Bunch of lunatics with morbid senses of humor. Immoral. You don't have the money to bulldoze this building? Just draw Muhammad all over the place. <laughs> Somebody will blow that shit up. Shameless. I let my bush grow because it's kind of one of those lots for love <laughs> type of situations. Impolite. People always fingering, but I'm like, you know what? My fingers always hard. I don't get whiskey fingers. And beyond the pale. What you wearing down on your toes? Welcome to episode 88 of Indecorous Comedy. This is episode 38 of season 2. Indecorous Comedy is a reprehensively distinguished educational comedy show. Either the smartest lowbrow or dirtiest highbrow podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Carlos Valencia. To my right is Bobby D. Yo. And to his left is Ian. That's right. To the left. A few minutes from now, our guest Dave Williamson is going to be joining us and we'll be answering listener questions talking about indecorous news we'll be diving deep into the history of indecorous eugenics i don't think i don't think there's decorous eugenics really so it's just (laughs) indecorous history of eugenics yeah we're gonna be giving eugenics awards yeah we're gonna be doing yeah this is the bad side of eugenics everybody thinks it's all pg yeah everybody thinks it's all roses but now sometimes there's a dark history to eugenics You know, here's here's the thing. I think if it was like applied universally, I have a lot less of a problem with it. You know? Oh boy. Here we go. Yeah. Cancelled yeah. already. This, yeah. We're not even five minutes into the podcast and you're already getting us canceled. <laughs> Before we do anything else, guys, uh, we have some uh, introductions we need to make. We got a new Patreon supporter. Austin. I saw that. Yeah. Thanks, Austin. Yeah. Thank you, Austin, for uh, becoming a slag and uh, supporting us on Patreon. What have you guys been up to? Anything since this last... Uh, you guys been getting crazy now with the vaccines? Oh, yeah. yeah. Kissing booth is back open. Hell I yeah. Went on a, a, I went on an accidental racial tirade last night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to the ones that you do on purpose all the time. I mean, are, are your streams up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Parlor is back up, I guess. <laughs> that confirms it. Do you have any good country tunes I should listen to? Yeah. What, what's their forum on 8coon? I was enjoying Mike Liddell's new social media site where it's all about freedom over there. I don't know if you guys knew this, but the MyPillow guy is launching a new <laughs> Parlor competitor where there's even more freedom and even more uh, you know, racial slurs. I didn't know that. He's starting like a social media. I saw he, st- he was trying to start like an Amazon for the right, which I didn't know was a thing that was needed at this point. But yeah, he wanted to start his own online shop. It's called Frank because people that are being Frank like to use racial slurs. So mm. the, the, the social media app will be called Frank. And, uh... But it's like Frank with three Ks. Because <laughs> <laughs> most so anyway, Franks so... are racist, is what he's yeah. trying to say. So let me tell you my accidental racial slur story. So mm-hmm. as, as you guys probably know, I do often have some fumbles with the spelling, but but here's the backstory as to why. I work a tech job and I'm QCing, going through lines of code, looking for errors and bullshit. And I spent all day yesterday finding bugs that some other fucker created on a Linux server where they fat fingered shit and had spelling errors and typos. And I fixed all that shit and after doing- Wait, wait, you, you're you the one in charge of fixing typos and spelling errors? As, as ironic as it is, oh, holy yes, Carlos. Shit. So okay. this, this plays into the reason why I fuck up in real life all the time, because after eight hours of just my eyes glossing over doing QC and everything like that, my brain just turns off. I don't give two fucks about QC. So I'm on Reddit. 
I'm typing a comment and I'm not QCing shit and I, I go to bed. And then I wake up and the next morning I've got like 30 comments accusing me of, you know, racism and racial slurs and all this other bullshit. And it, the, the story was basically someone put some information about Russell Stover's who's, as you guys know, I despise with a passion, a terrible chocolate company. It tastes exactly like milk and magnesia. So someone put a little factoid on Reddit about Russell Stover himself collaborated with another uh, candy maker and invented the first ever Klondike bar. And it's like back in the early 1900s, there was a real Russell Stover. It's crazy. And I got on there and said, Russell Stover's candy sucks ass. It tastes just like milk of magnesia. Or at least I thought I said it tastes just like milk of magnesia. Apparently, there's a Jewish racial slur that rhymes with like, and that's what I typed. Oh, no. So people commented, the candy is so awful, it turned this guy into a racist. Ah. And then I had like, I had like this 30 comments just, you know, going, just basically poning my ass for the racial slur. I didn't even think to catch it because I was, my brain checked out. I wasn't doing QC. And that's kind of the backstory as to why I'm so terrible because my day job just overworks that part of my brain so i don't qc shit after i don't know dude i mean from what i understand sometimes these autocorrects work with the, let's just go with the word that he uses the most often <laughs> and you use that slur so often there nah he didn't mean like he meant type. <laughs> let's be real here let's do him the favor and just fix that word for ian here yeah, your your phone also, you know, has your other searches and stuff in there. So it knows what you and, really Yeah, need. and they and they can and you know they set the microphones up so they can hear you too when you're just talking to your <laughs> friends or when you're just ranting on your AM radio shows that you call into all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so it picks it up, man. It's like a baby. It's, that's what they say at least with these uh, unless you set it up so it doesn't listen to you, it's listening to you all the time. And you have one of those either Google or Alexa things, right? I've got all three. I've got the Holy Trinity. I've got Siri, Alexa, and Google. And every room of our house is smart house to the hill. And it's the dumbest fucking thing. I can't figure out how to turn on and off the lights. I don't even know how to get in and out of my door. There's a smart code or whatever. If I got locked out of my house, I wouldn't even know how to get in. So, yeah. Well, it's probably just that the thing so it hears you say turn off the lights, but it assumes that you meant kikes again. It's a big problem here. <laughs> Your racism is getting in the way of the technology trying to help you. I, I swear, Ian, you are the most brilliant idiot I know. <laughs> yeah, fair description. It, you're like just solving complex puzzle level autistic in some areas and then just your spelling and, you know, yeah, I don't know. I get it. Yeah, if, if Rain Man was like less awesome, I'm like a, a more retarded version of Rain Man, basically. I just don't like, I don't see the, how that's so helpful to be, to like talk into a thing to make things happen. It's like, like say you want to turn off the lights. I just, is it that much work to just flip a switch? You know what I mean? Like, so, so Carlos, the real benefit for the light stuff is if you have a passive aggressive wife that likes to dim the lights around 10 o'clock and then turn them completely off at 1030 to basically say, get your ass upstairs in bed and cuddle me, you know? So that's kind of the deal with the lights. Wait, how does that work? Like, she sets it up to do that automatically, or she just she has tells a, it? a Phillips Hue set up, like it turns, like the room exactly. is red when she's angry. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> exactly. So she'll start this little thing where all the rooms that I'm in, that I hang out in, she has it programmed to dim the lights at a certain time, and then go completely pitch black at a certain time. So I'm basically in the dark, so it's kind of like her passive-aggressive way of saying, get your ass upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you know, you you got to stop dedicating rooms so far from your bedroom to uh, child porn. <laughs> Good luck. They just keep getting worse and worse for Ian, man. First we're calling him racist, now we're calling him a pedophile. Oh, man, this is pretty... We're so mean to him, I'm sorry. <laughs> you basically called him retarded just like five minutes ago. But no, but like the most brilliant retard. Oh, God. Yo, Dave. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, how you doing, man? Everything's cool. Oh, do you I guys know. not do the screen thing? Am I supposed to turn it off? Oh, you. I mean, you, you can do whatever. You're beautiful to see, <laughs> but I mean, you don't have to. Oh, I'm good either way, man. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah, no, we don't do. We just do. We just do audio, man. Yeah, all good, bro. Right on. You, you uh, can look at my water polo ball there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I saw you're doing. <laughs> what was it? You, you're doing like commentary for water polo now. So I do a water polo podcast with this guy named Tony Azevedo, and he's like the Michael Jordan of American water polo, you know, like he went to five Olympics straight, like his nickname was the savior, like, you know, when he was in college, he won the water polo Heisman all four years of college. Oh, wow. Holy shit. So he, uh, he retired from uh, international play like two or three years ago after the last Olympics, basically. And, um. So I, he's he's really been innovative trying to like start like all these new programs for for water polo and for kids. So I hit him up, you know, several times and was like, "Bro, you, you need to do a podcast. Like it's the best way to get your brand out there. You're the only guy doing it, you know." Yeah. And so long story short, uh during the pandemic, he was like, "All right, I have time. Let's do it." <laughs> so I started be I was his I'm his podcast partner. And so he's doing this shit where now he's he's a really putting together these like tournaments and he's got like real broadcasters there like broadcasting the 14 and unders playing a water polo tournament with the scoreboard up and everything so nice. uh so i was there i had my kid there in arizona participating and the, they were like hey do you want to do color commentary and i'm like i've never wanted to do anything more <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they let me hop on the mic and do it man it was a blast that's awesome, though. You could be like the Bob Euchre of water polo. All right. Well, we like to open the show with questions sent from our millions of listeners around the world. We accept all questions, but we rarely have an answer for any of them. Question one is, where do I send questions? And that's uh, at indecorouscomedy at gmail.com or through social media, Facebook and Instagram at indecorouscomedy, Twitter at indecorouspod, Patreon at themshits.com. Now, our first question comes from Camille. Camille asks, what nicknames have people called you throughout your life? <laughs> I just went through this recently. Oh, did you? So I'm trying to pull this up. I went through this recently. I was trying to remember all my nicknames, right? Yeah. And uh, before we started recording, you guys are all Charlotte guys. And we were talking about how I started my comedy career in Charlotte at a place called The Perch. Right. And my nick my nickname there was Speedo Dave because I played water polo. I had several speedos, and I was not afraid to write one into a sketch. So, <laughs> so quite often that was like I didn't know how to write a joke or deliver a joke yet, but I knew how to wear a speedo and walk out in character. So it was funny, man. I, I was probably more I felt more famous, anyways. During that first year of doing sketch comedy in Charlotte than I even do now after doing comedy for 20 years because I'd go to a restaurant with my wife and people would be like, I'm sorry, aren't you Speedo Dave? (laughs) 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 And then uh, I've been called Loud Dave. I've been called Coach Dave. I've been called U-Turn Dave. I mean, I, it seems that like uh, it's always a preface. It's always something in front of it. Now my <laughs> podcast is Meet Dave, so a lot of people call me Meet Dave. 
uh, my barbecue podcast, M-E-A-T Dave. <laughs> so it's always something Dave, it feels like. Miami Dave. <laughs> wow. did, did Hold on. Uh, where did U-Turn Dave come from? I think that's – I'm curious about all of them, but probably that one's at the top of the list. Well, Dave uh, used to be a big drug addict, and now he's not. <laughs> do drug addicts do U-Turns a lot? Uh, I, sometimes. I, I, well, not usually, I, actually. I was picturing some like road rage shootings or something. <laughs> nope. So when that- I when I graduated college and I went up to Charlotte, North Carolina to chase my girlfriend, who's now my wife, and then I got that job at the Perch doing comedy at night. I needed a, something to make money during the day, so I got a job with a Red Bull driving that goofy car. And, oh, okay. Uh, and so it'd always be me, and usually a pretty girl would be who they, they'd always have one dude and one pretty girl. And so mm-hmm. we drive all over North Carolina, giving Red Bull out to people who never heard of Red Bull before, because this was like 2001. And oh, uh, I used to just not be afraid to bust a Yui in that little scary car that they never changed the tires on. And, <laughs> and so uh, Sarah Sprawl was my friend who uh, was on shift with me a lot, and she used to call me U-Turn Dave because I'd always bust a U-Turn in that thing. <laughs> okay. I'd be like, there's some people we can give Red Bull to, and then forget about going on the run the block. It was just... <laughs> with a top heavy uh, a Suzuki sidekick that had a 300 pound can on the top of it like Fred Flintstone with the ribs on the side of his car that would, did you ever wreck that thing I'm assuming you didn't but so one time we had a shift in like Boone we had to go to the, the ski resorts over in like Boone North Carolina Mm-hmm. And um, so we're driving over there and it wasn't necessarily snowy in between, but there's always that black ice and like the shadowy parts. Yeah. So we're driving oh, yeah. on the side of a mountain and I hit some sort of ice and we spun out and we could have we could have spun out to the right and ended up going down the mountain. But luckily, we spun out to the left and Oof. nestled up against the mountain. God damn, And, and I'm, oh, I'm from Miami, shit. Florida, so I don't know how to drive. I could drive in a thunderstorm and keep from <laughs> hydroplaning, but I don't know how to yeah. deal with ice. And, you know, I'm sure, like I said, this tire had this, this probably had no tread on the tire. And we're spinning <laughs> around. And we're just me and my buddy Jason was actually on shift with me then. So no pretty girls, just me and another smelly dude. And we're, <laughs> we scream like girls do. We were like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> as that thing spun around and we've nestled against the mountain and uh we just we put it in park caught our breath put it in drive and kept going God i busted damn. a u-turn back the right direction and we kept going i'm glad i mean I, i'm glad that nothing happened but if you had driven that thing off the mountain and then just fallen like 500 feet or whatever it would have made for the perfect meme of a Red Bull <laughs> really? crashed into yeah, the ground. Yeah, it gives you wings. <laughs> yeah, I guess it yeah. doesn't. <laughs> how, how dare you deprive us of that? <laughs> yeah, we could have had an awesome meme. That's like Popeye as he's plummeting to his death, just have spinach real fast and then he's able to bounce back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, so I scrolled back to my Facebook post when I asked people to list nicknames I've had. Uh-huh. And uh, these were these were the nicknames that uh, that people were able to remember from my past. Uh, Grouper Dave was from when I was a kid and he used to go spearfishing a lot. People called me Grouper Dave. Um, <laughs> okay. Hey Dave was this uh, British girl that I dated. She thought it was just funny, the like the sing-songiness of being like, hey Dave. So she called me Hey Dave. Okay. Uh, Miami Dave, that's when I went to college in Auburn, Alabama, and I had a shark tooth necklace and wore wife beaters. People were like, ah, <laughs> that's just Miami Dave. <laughs> Um, Loud Dave, Coach Dave, Speedo (laughs) Dave. Now when I, uh, the guys I tour with, when I tour with Burt Kreischer, uh, they all call me Buzz Dave. (laughs) Why is that? 
Because it's like Frank the Tank, you know? They're like, there's two different versions of Dave. There's like Dave, and then there's Buzz Dave when I get oh. loud and start telling stories and oh, okay. IPAs Buzz. in my system. Gotcha. You said like Buzz, like B U S Z Z E D. Yeah, Buzz okay, Dave. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I'm not like sloppy Dave when I get drunk. I'm not right. like out of control Dave, but I'm definitely, you could tell the difference when Buzz Dave is That's making funny. an appearance. Nice. <laughs> and then my kids oh, just call me Dave. My kids don't even call me dad, they just call me Dave. <laughs> you correct them they, they try and call you dad you're like call me dave no dude it makes it worse they've come up with so many nicknames for me over the years um for, for, they called me harris for a while i'm like i don't even understand the context behind that i'm like where'd you guys come up with that and, and uh, what is their real dad's name here. <laughs> dad <laughs> um, but the funny the funniest one is i had this running joke with my wife when we first started dating in college, even, I told her I want to have a kid named Wiley. I was like, I think Wiley Williamson is a badass name. Oh, she was yeah. like, that's the worst name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if you marry me, that's just part of the package. I'm going to have a boy named Wiley. Right? <laughs> so, so I knew it bothered her. So I always leaned into that joke for years and years. And so about a year or two ago, we brought it up at dinner. And I was like, man, you guys, one of you could have been named Wiley if your mom wasn't you know, so against it. And they were like, thank you, mom, for not naming us Wiley. And I'm like, you guys are crazy. I'm like, that's an awesome name, Wiley Williamson. And they go, well, if you like it so much, we'll call you that. And I, I called their bluff. I go, all right, fine. I love that name. Well, they started calling me Wiley relentlessly, and I hated it. But uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't give in, so I was just like, no, I love that name. Call me Wiley. And so my kids call me Wiley now. <laughs> dude, I'm not going to lie. That sounds like a fucking great stage name for a stand-up comedian. Wiley Williamson, dude. That would be mm-hmm. fucking... I'm surprised you didn't just go with that when you fucking... I mean, I thought so. Stand-up. Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying these nicknames. I mean, just, just in that short little blurb, it sounds like you've lived a thousand lives. Yeah, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> it really is telling, right? And none, yeah. of those, none of those are a stretch either. Those are all legit nicknames I've had. It uh, almost seems like you can't do anything without somebody giving you a nickname. It's like, I like to mow the lawn. Like, ah, it's Mowing Dave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I'm a very nicknameable guy for well, sure. I think I, I do think, though, that the name Dave, because it's only one syllable, is ripe for nicknames. It's like perfect for adding something to the name Dave. So, you, yeah. yeah. The little kid who lives next door, man, he's the cutest thing. He calls me Neighbor Dave. So uh, oh. that's one of my favorites. Every day, I just hear, hey, neighbor Dave. And I'm like, what's up, Fisher? That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, actually, Stanhope has a neighbor Dave, too. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. He's met, I've never met the guy, but he's mentioned him on his podcast several times, neighbor Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. And then, there, I mean, it was so fun when I posted on Facebook. Because people just started chiming in with the different walks of my life. And I'm like, man, I forgot about that one. That's perfect, dude. I didn't even realize you had done that when uh, we did this question. I just, I, I'll admit, I did put it in there because I knew of Speedo Dave, but I know you can have a thousand nicknames, so that's fucking perfect, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. My dad uh, is in the car business, so like uh, Cadillac Dave was one for a while. Um, you know, it's, it's always okay. something. You're right, man. Dave's really easy just to throw a, an adjective in front of it. For a second there, I thought you were going to say your dad called you by a nickname. I was like, well, that's fucking hardcore. Like, son Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Mistake Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, get better grades, Dave. <laughs>
You know, I want to talk about some of the nicknames that I've had, but I feel like at this point it would just be really lame. Like, I have nicknames too, guys. Yeah, well, no, what did, what did you have, so, Bobby? I yeah, mean, I, no, I am curious. Here, I man. No judgment, no judgment. I never oh, really okay. had any nicknames myself. Other, my, my nicknames were always just variations of my name. Like, people called me in, in high school, they called me Carlitos, and then after that, people would call me Los or Celos and shit like that. But nothing like really good. How about you, Bobby? What what was it that they were calling you? And I mean, make sure it is stuff that we can say on the podcast. We don't want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, inmate nine two seven four. No. So I used to hang out at this coffee shop when I was a teenager and smoke cigarettes at like thirteen. And uh, oh, I think we just got to this... the bottom of your fucking phlegm problems, Bobby. Yeah, yeah, that might be it. Um, but. So all the people that we hung out with there were like 18, 19, 20 and stuff. And so they would call me 1984 because that's the year I was born. Ah. And uh, that got shortened to 84. And then like I would return things at Media Play. Like like Media Play made this huge mistake. I don't know. Where what, they would put wait, 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 their what's UPCs. Media play? What's Media Play? I don't know what that is. Me it was like an old retail store. It was like the Best Buy of its day, oh, kind of. Okay. I'm only 30, but, so I don't know all this old shit that yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, you don't know about any, <laughs> any of this stuff. But no, but so Media Play made this dumb, they just did this dumb thing where they put their, instead of scanning the UPC that's actually on the product, like every other retail store in the history of ever did, Media Play decided to scan their stickers. So you could just put a different sticker on something and that's what it would ring up as because they scan their stickers so i would scam this place all the time and so then 84 turned into shady four which then just got <laughs> wow. turned into shady and this was before eminem came out and then so when he came out i had to kind of drop that and then after he came out they started calling you marshall mathers <laughs> yes, exactly. So wow, you get your, so your fucking nicknames are like an evolution of the first one and the one before it, that. Yeah, I got lost. Yeah, yeah, it, it had okay. this, uh, you know, it had this this path to it. But yeah, you have, if you ever meet somebody that has the nickname 1984, you kind of have to explain that because that is a very yeah. um, famous yeah. year. It's like, oh, is he a big fascist? Is that what it is? Yeah, is that why they yeah. call him 1984? No, just, big brother? Is that why they call you 1984? No, I just like to read, you know, <laughs> just a quiet, just a quiet reader. Yeah, he's just a big Orwell fan. That's why he yeah. called 1984. <laughs> that's not a swastika. That's a doodle. All right, guys, we're going to move on to our second segment of the podcast. This is Indecorous News. This is a segment where we highlight the most important news happening across the United States and all over the world. After you listen to this segment, you will never have to listen to another newscast ever again in your entire life. This first headline says psychological evaluation ordered for Florida man accused of sexually assaulting stuffed Olaf toy. <laughs> the source is New York Post and the smoking gun. And of course, it's Florida, man. And uh, yep. as Dave is Florida. Are you born in uh, Miami or just grew up there? Uh, born and raised in Miami. Holy shit, dude. I don't meet a whole lot of people that are born and raised in Miami. It's an interesting yeah. place. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever have. I think of it. All right. Well, you made it out, man. You're a fucking powerful man. I was a pale kid in Miami, Florida. Holy uh, shit, dude. And and uh, I was so pale that actually one of my nicknames also in high school was Powder, because that's when that movie came out. <laughs> so they called God, me Powder. Man, so you I... can't do anything, dude, with that. <laughs> and then I got married, and then I was married, Dave. Yeah. 
Well, here's one. Yeah, of the, and then it was melanoma day. <laughs> one of the first <laughs> jokes I wrote was when people started calling me Powder. It was around that same age where everyone kind of had a funny nickname for their junk. So I called my junk Baby Powder. <laughs> well, like yeah, it. but if you're Powder Dave in Miami, you're probably going to get some unwanted attention. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> there was lots of powder pushers in Miami. For yeah, sure. <laughs> shit. Right, Ian, you can tell us a little bit more about this story there. All right. During a circuit court hearing, short-haired blonde judge Kathy Ann McKinton appointed psychologist to examine Cody Meter, who has been charged with criminal mischief and exposure of sexual organs. Yeah, that's basically the headline. It's like this judge said, we got to get this guy checked by a psychologist before we sentence him or whatever, because she's like, why would you be fucking Olaf? So he you might be I mean? playing like the, the crazy card and do the whole, he's criminally insane. You can't send him to jail. I mean, I don't even home. know if he's even playing that card or it's just the fact that he fucked Olaf. That oh, makes yeah. people yeah. think so, that he might be fucking crazy. Well, it depends over the other choices. Like, well, it, that's like true. That's a great point. That goes man. a long way to know where he's crazy. If it was the best choice, then maybe he's got all his marbles there. That's that's true. That's a great <laughs> fucking point, Dave. Because I don't know. I haven't seen Frozen. For all I know, Olaf is the sexiest uh -huh. one. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I have no idea who Olaf was. My first instinct was to criticize him, but I was like, I haven't seen this animal. Who knows oh, what yeah, into. yeah. It's a Frozen. I'm kind of getting ahead of the story. Actually, Bobby, I'll, I'll let you tell us a little bit more details about this. Okay, yeah. How hot is this stuff? <laughs> yeah. uh, as detailed in police and court records, a recently separated target loss prevention officer who still holds hopes to reunite with his family once his wife realizes he has truly changed for the better told cops that he watched as Cody Meter took a stuffed unicorn to the children's bedding department. He then set up the unicorn upon a shelf and erotically unzipped his pants and sensually pulled his penis out of his pants while the unicorn watched astounded. <laughs> the unicorn had never seen a penis like Cody's before. His mind raced as he wondered what would come next. Fortunately, Cody's ritual of seduction was not over yet. <laughs> According to the Target employee, he then took the unicorn and placed it against his penis and began a sexual motion like the subject was trying to have sex with the unicorn. For a brief moment, the Target employee reminisced about the first time he did a sexual motion on his now estranged wife, but he pushed the thought aside, for the moment was not the time to dwell on such things. And then there's a little bit more. Oh, okay. Uh, the Target employee then walked into the aisle and Meter stopped and placed the unicorn back on the shelf, thus ending the unicorn's deflowering. Yeah. Wow. So this is like not <laughs> below this Target employee's pay grade. Because a lot of people would just say, hard fuck that. I don't get paid enough <laughs> to deal with a dude fucking a stuffed animal. This guy's like, it's within my job description. I'll take care of that shit. I feel like if Cody was reading erotica like this, he was well within his rights to fuck that unicorn. I mean, I will say, I will admit I embellished the story a little bit. But the basic facts are true. This dude took the fucking unicorn and then the guy that works at Target followed him and then decided, like, I can't let this happen and walked in on him at the aisle. I mean, everybody knows estranged wife is my search category. <laughs> that's, that's your Google alerts? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> man, this was expertly written, man. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I wrote this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'll admit I embellished a little bit, but, you know, I think uh, the, the core of it is... Uh, well, just there. the verbiage. I just kept wanting to know more. <laughs> well, here you go. You can tell us a little bit more, Dave. Yeah. You can read this next paragraph. All right. Meter wearing shorts 
flip-flops and one of his Star Wars t-shirts, also known as the official uniform of Floridians, then went to the front of the St. Petersburg store and, quote, picked up an Olaf snowman stuffed animal and began having sex with this stuffed animal, and it was all on video, close quote, according to the Target Worker's witness statement. The subject finished having sex with the stuffed animal and ejaculated on it and then wiped it off. Well, that's polite, yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, just, he just tosses it a towel. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's an inanimate object. I guess I'll get that <laughs> yeah, Well, no, he wiped it off because Maybe. the inanimate object can't do it for himself. The guy's a gentleman is what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> yeah, man. Or, you know, that whole feeling. Like he, he finished and then immediately felt guilty. Like, I'm so sorry, Olaf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, like, I, he's like, I didn't want to do this, Olaf, but I had a unicorn and that was interrupted, so... <laughs> Yeah, the, <laughs> the unicorn. <laughs> yeah, they, he, I mean, originally that's what he wanted. He wanted the unicorn, but then he had to settle for Olaf. So I guess we're getting a little bit more. Hey, we all had nights like that at the bar, right? Yeah. We've all been on track to end up with the unicorn, but went home with the Olaf before. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like a children's story with a, a moral lesson to it or something. Yeah, like this maybe is an, an analogy to something. It's a great metaphor for life. Is this not the actual plot of Frozen? Because I haven't seen that movie, so maybe maybe this is the way it works. All right, I'll say a little bit more. While Meter made love to the Olaf doll, police were already en route to the store, which is about 10 miles from the defendant's residence. A store surveillance camera recorded Meter and Olaf's erotica. After watching the video, a cop reported that Meter could be seen, quote, on top of the Olaf doll behind the table display, he was face down and appearing to be humping the doll. When Meter was finished, the cop added, he, quote, got up off the floor and wiped the doll off on the front of his shorts. So have you guys heard about how Disney has subliminal messages in their their stuff? Like <laughs> that one famous shot where they have the word sex. And it's yeah. like, I think this guy could totally plead this and get off. I mean, that's, that's how I would do it. I think you should be this guy's lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I think getting off was what got him in trouble in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Ian, you have a lot of experience with this sort of thing. You're perfect to fucking represent this dude. <laughs> All right, Ian, here you go. Ian, you can tell us a little bit more. All right. Upon being read his rights, Meter admitted to doing stupid stuff and admitted that he had nutted on the Olaf stuffed <laughs> animal. According to an arrest affidavit, police photographed both. Humiliated stuffed animals before the merchandise was destroyed due to circumstances. Oh my god, the fact that they quoted nutted, that's so funny. Yeah, that's so good. That, that's why I put that in there, man. It's so yeah. great. He, that's what he actually literally said. He said, yeah. yeah, I did some stupid stuff, and yeah, I nutted. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that could have made it funnier if he had said skeeted. <laughs> Just, Your Honor, uh, I plead guilty for nutting on Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if that actually was in the Florida law code. Nutting. Yeah. Public nutting. Public, yeah. Did they public nut? on all off. Oh, here's the other part though. This is sad about it. Is they this the way they put it? And again, it's in quotes. Destroyed due to circumstances, which means <laughs> they, they had to throw away these fucking burn stuffed them. animals or whatever because this guy jizzed on them. So I guess that's what they, I guess that's what they consider destroying. So maybe. <laughs> 
So maybe porn films aren't that far off when they talk about like ah fucking porn star destroys whore or whatever because I guess that <laughs> that is the legal terminology for it I guess when you jizz on something is destroying destroyed due to circumstance yeah destroyed due to, yeah that's gonna be the next the title of my next porn film is destroying due to circumstances <laughs> that's the next trending tag on porn <laughs> yeah all right Bobby you can uh, tell us the last one here. If Meter's case proceeds to trial, prosecutors have said they will seek to introduce evidence showing that the target incident was not the first time he engaged in such illicit activity. <laughs> Years earlier, police were called to a Walmart in Clearwater to formally trespass Meter from the store. A loss prevention officer told officers that Meter, then a juvenile, was performing sexual acts with stuffed animals located in the store, according to a Clearwater Police Department report. So at first I was thinking this dude lost a bit, or maybe this was a dare or something. <laughs> but this is a repeated pattern, then holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, get your own stuffed animal. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is when Dave chimes in and tells us the story of why he's called Stuffed Animal Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. <laughs> yeah, Teddy Bear Dave. Teddy yeah. Bear Dave. <laughs> I bring the stuffing. <laughs> Well, we're going to move on to our second story. The headline here is man accused of drinking four locos while injecting Botox without license in Florida. <laughs> and of course, and, and this was not intentional, Dave, because I didn't even know that you were from Miami, but it just happens that these. Yeah, both right. These <laughs> well, actually, you know what, man? It's odds are when you're doing crazy news stories, it's yeah. probably going to be Florida. Shit. It's probably going to be Florida. <laughs> So, I'm trying to think of what's funnier, too. It's either Four Loco Dave or Botox Dave. <laughs> yeah, which one are we going to be? Yeah, I like the sound of either of those. Ian, you can tell us more about it. Alrighty. Nelson Amikler Turin, 47, was arrested after an undercover detective saw him drinking the beverage at a spa. Turin was reportedly charging cheaper services to attract a large client base, offering $350 treatments that were typically priced at $1,200. Isn't that always it, the case, though? Whenever someone's offering anything cheaper, it's always because they're hopped up on Four loco. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you hope so. I'm not going to lie. I'm usually a pretty... I always try to be thrifty, you know, just to not say cheap. But but when it comes frugal, to Carlos, frugal, frugal, frugal. Uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. But when it comes to shit that's like medical treatments, when you're getting a fucking what is that like a seventy five percent discount on the fucking <laughs> yeah. thing? Don't you think that would make you a little bit suspicious? Yeah, that's not when you want to use your Groupon, like on LASIK surgery or... <laughs> that's right. right. Any, anything that involves you uh, being cut on or operated on. Yeah. Just pony up the dough. Yeah, exactly. Like, skip out on all the other shit so you can pay the full amount when you got to get your fucking face cut up. And <laughs> yeah, nobody wants, like, a bootleg hip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, like, refurbished. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office said it also found online ads depicting Turin as Dr. Nelson Turin. Turin also reportedly received Botox illegally from an Orlando Institute where he received training. In March, a detective posed as a client and said Turin was drinking alcohol on the job. It'd be kind of funny if the only offense that was committed was the drinking of Four Loco. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the fact that he was performing bootleg Botox. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, uh, you're drinking Four Loco. Something's wrong with you, dude. 
Yeah, <laughs> you get arrested for felony bad taste but or isn't, something. But isn't that, though, like, in his defense, isn't Four Loco the state drink of Florida, though? I think I mean, that I th- is. I think uh, it is. It's yeah. in their constitution, I believe. Uh, I think now it's, yeah, white, yeah. It's, it's White Claw now, actually. Oh, White Claw. I got chased away. <laughs> there was a huge now. recall. I thought it got bumped since they don't sell 151 anymore. <laughs> I think it is White Claw because it was on the ballot last election, I believe. That's the kind of thing they <laughs> it, It's crazy it. that we've uh, gotten to this point where they make energy drinks that already have alcohol infused in them, basically. That's what Four Loco <laughs> is, right? It's like malt liquor that is an energy drink but is also oh, alcoholic. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. See, that's why I'm glad we have you on the podcast because you remember the days when it was just wholesome red bull dude and back then people thought we were crazy for having that and it it was (laughs) non-alcoholic i remember one time specifically dude i pulled up to some construction site somewhere in north carolina and i'm giving out the free product and i'm like it's an energy drink it has the same amount of caffeine as a cup of coffee it's got b vitamins which you would find in fruits you know i'm giving the spiel and this guy goes i've heard of this stuff my buddy said that this guy died because he drank nine of these mixed with vodka. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure you're going to die if you mix nine of anything mixed with vodka. Like, not so sure the Red Bull was the, uh, the culprit <laughs> yeah. in that combination there. Yeah, right, right. I think the vodka's doing the heavy lifting on that one. <laughs> Maybe it allowed him to stay awake long enough to have extra vodka. Yeah, yeah. But in that case, it was just doing its job. My buddy, he had one of them and then five gallons of moonshine. And then yeah. he felt sick all day. Yeah, your buddy also sounds like he pops pills. I'm sure that was in the mix, too. Hey, <laughs> right, Dave, you can do this next little paragraph. Jacksonville Sheriff's Office Director Mike Bruno. Strong name for, a, uh, for yeah, an right? officer, by the way. Yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> Who has a bit of a double chin. <laughs> All right, well, sorry, Bruno. We just knocked you down a pin. <laughs> but it's not too bad. But nothing too bad. Said Wednesday that Nelson Amilcar Turin. Amilcar. Yeah, what Nelson Amilcar Turin, I, I, 47, was willing to let his clients take a risk so he could get paid in cash. Bruno said Turin was doing lip, chin, and cheek fillers at a legitimate spa in Jacksonville. Is there any other kind of spa in Jacksonville? <laughs> <laughs> and he tricked the staff into thinking he was a legitimate professional. I have a feeling the way he tricked them is by saying, hey, I'm a legitimate professional. Yeah. Hey, yeah. do you see this? You see this certificate I have on my wall that came from my printer? Legitimate, my friend. My, my friend I'm a legitimate professional. Yeah. Would I have that if it was not professional? <laughs> yes, right. It does sound like this Jacksonville Vice Squad has a little bit too much time on their hands. I mean, just the part where he's like, to get paid in cash, it, that's the shady part already, right? I feel, I'm not really sure I understand. Was willing to let his clients take a risk so he could get paid in cash. The risk probably is because it's in a shitty part of town where there's advertisements for, well, buy your used diabetic test strips all over the place. It's probably in one of those areas. All right. Is that a business? Oh, dude. We could go down a fucking crazy rabbit hole in this okay. one. But yes. There, if you ever can go to can like, we for just a minute, please? If you, okay, if you ever go to the ghetto, you see liquor stores, pawn stores, you're always going to see on every telephone pole signs that say, willing to buy used diabetic test strips for cash, give it to us now and it's just all over the ghetto right but here's the Dude, where, part where do you hang out when you're not doing the podcast Th- this is how ian made his <laughs> fortune <laughs> <laughs> so, so but here, here's the fucked up part about the whole industry though there's no resale market for these fuckers at a discount you can always of course sell not. them you can always sell them for cash now or three dollar symbols i assume that means cash now but then there's nowhere i could ever buy them at a discount so it's kind of a 
strange business model. All point. right. Can we leave pitching your pyramid schemes to the end of the show? <laughs> okay. We'll right. I'll do this next part. Online ads showed Turin posing as, quote, Dr. Nelson Turin, working out of a spa on San Jose Boulevard. One ad promoted an event called, quote, Botox and Bubbles. Well, you know, that's going to be good. Botox and Bubbles. Isn't that what you'd not want when fucking you're getting Botox? Is fucking bubbles? Whatever. Police also found online videos that showed Turin injecting people. The vials he used, which had labels from foreign countries, of course, contained Botox, lidocaine, and other drugs that he didn't have the right to have, Bruno said. He was also <laughs> doing the procedures without the appropriate insurance to protect his clients and without the appropriate state certification, Bruno added. That would have been wild if he was doing all this illegal shit, but he went out of his way to get the appropriate insurance to protect his clients. <laughs> like, like they sell insurance for bootleg Botox injections? <laughs> yeah, for black market fucking yeah. Botox. Yeah, you start getting advertisements. Are you practicing medicine out of a storage unit? <laughs> <laughs> but again, if you were going to expect that to happen anywhere, it would probably be Florida. Yes. Yeah. All right. Ian, you can close it out there. All right. Turn received train from an institute in Orlando, which is how he illegally obtained Botox. I mean, if you're going to get a certification, you want to get it in Orlando, right? That's oh, of where course. fucking Disney World is. So Turin was arrested on three counts of possession of legend drugs without prescription with intent to sell or deliver and one count of practicing or attempting to practice medicine without a valid medical license. Bruno said this is one of the weirdest cases he'd ever seen in his career and said it serves as a reminder to consumers to do their homework. That is a general rule as a consumer. If it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. Bruno said, adding, especially if you're going to get shit injected into your goddamn face. People need to stop being so fucking stupid for real. I'm not even kidding right now. Sweet Papa Mon. Yeah, buddy. I'm and, not, it, I, and I'm with him. I'm with him all the way, dude. I'm like fucking, I mean, well, we said it at the beginning of this story, is that if you're getting a 75% <laughs> discount on medical procedures... You better be ready for uh, dying. Yeah, that's probably not botulism they're putting in your face. That's probably some fucking AIDS or some shit. You know, I don't know. I say <laughs> keep going until you're sterile. <laughs> what? <That's probably laughs> uh, are you using Botox? No, it's AIDS. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> All right, whatever, man. You're giving me a good discount. Fuck it. Let's do AIDS. Yeah. And not, not to peruse over the Four Loco angle here. I mean, do you remember whenever this got banned because everyone on Four Loco would break into people's houses and take a shit on their floor? It was just like this epidemic wait, of people that, shitting on people's floors. Wait, wait, what was that? That was a was side that? effect of four locals? Yeah, apparently. Is this just something that you used as an excuse because of your own personal <laughs> experience? No, dude. Yeah, it was you like, know how everybody was shitting on people's floors? It wasn't just me, I swear. It got banned in like five or ten states, and it was always because people were breaking in people's houses, taking shit on their carpets. I have not heard of this. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to do a Google search on this. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. We're going to have to fact check you on this one. Watch you fucking yeah. Google it, and it just shows up. Man from North Carolina keeps shitting <laughs> and using the excuse that he yeah. drank for Loco. Hey, or, hey, hey, I or, think we got a nickname. It's Fact Check Ian. <laughs> I, I, Shit on people's houses, Ian. I think if you do the research, what you'll actually find out is man in North Carolina sued by Four Loco for slander keeps telling people that it causes you to shit in living rooms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. 
All right, guys, we're going to get into our main segment of the podcast now. This is a Necros Deep Dive. We build this show as an educational comedy podcast. We often fall short of the latter, but we always deliver on the former. This week's Deep Dive was written by Ian. Now, the first rule of breeding puppies is they have to be cute and cuddly. But the second rule of breeding puppies is they have to be purebred and have a righteous bloodline, unmolested by stray dogs in the doggy family lineage. Must be damned. Get those filthy half-breed swine out of here. When you think about it, puppy mills are pretty fucking racist, but we humans do better, right? Well, actually, just a little less than 100 years ago here in the United States, we tried to run our own purebred puppy mill, but on humans. This is the indecorous history of the U.S. eugenics experiment. It's funny because we just had the Stuart Huff on a couple of weeks ago. Love Stuart Huff, bro. He's amazing, dude. Yeah. Stuart had a bit about how there's dog breeders that don't believe in evolution. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it, it's a great fucking bit. So it goes back to this. But uh, Ian, you can go ahead and tell us a little bit more about this story. Alrighty. Before there was CRISPR, gene replacement therapy, and technologies to produce real designer babies, there were racists. <laughs> yeah. In the late 1800s, Gregor Mendel discovered that dominant and recessive traits could be inherited through selective breeding. The term eugenics was coined in 1883 by Sir Francis Galton, a British statistician and cousin of Charles Darwin, and he named a new science through which human beings might take charge of their own evolution. His ideas, while purely academic, captured the imagination of the early anti-immigration movement in the United States. I like that we have a early anti-immigration movement. Uh, oh yeah, you gotta differentiate, bro. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we have. I, I, I like how they're pretending that this started in the late 1800s, and they're just gonna gloss over all the piece of shit years where they were selectively breeding slaves. <laughs> were they doing that? I see. I didn't know all that. <laughs> we'll get there. That... We'll get there. I'm sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Stop jumping ahead, Bobby. Spoiler alert. I know it's Bobby's favorite topic, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, is that why I didn't write the deep dive about it there, Ian? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, so basically what we're saying here is that in the late 1800s, it kind of got, I don't know if legitimized <laughs> is the right word, but they were trying to frame it in the perspective of uh, it's a scientific, legitimate fact. Yeah. Oh, okay. They were they, trying to spin it into like a positive thing. I, that's what I'm guessing. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah, right. So, I mean, well, but Bobby, you can tell us more. Galton had one huge flaw in his theory about genetics. After studying the upper classes of Britain, who had amazing teeth. Yeah, 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 I was about <laughs> to say. Yeah. brilliant people with the best yeah, teeth. Yeah, uh, yeah, they can fucking chew from all angles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he arrived at the conclusion that their wealth and social positions could be attributed to a superior genetic makeup. Galton was an idiot, though. Correlation is not the same as causation, and he failed to take into account the far more important roles of generational wealth transfers, the privilege of expensive private schools, and ties to family-owned businesses that were the real drivers of success. But to him, it was that strong jawline, the lush head of hair, and that perky pair of tits from awesome breeding that explained why those people were rich. Yeah. People were pretty dumb back in 1800, so even the best scientists <laughs> were kind of doing that sloppy science bullshit. Leeches, trepanine, right. and the likes. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's glad we got rid of that whole dumb thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's a good thing we don't have dumb anymore. We eugenic dumb out of the fucking civilization. <laughs> Dave, you can do this next paragraph. 
Despite the obvious flaws in its premise, back in the U.S., the flimsy scientific rigor and cute buzzword eugenics was enough to sell the idea and gain immediate adoption. The first order of business was to determine how to make more healthy, wealthy, and stealthy babies. I like that. Uh, that's a nice <laughs> little catchphrase there. Yeah, it is. Uh, right? You should make a shirt off of that. A quick back-of-the-napkin calculation revealed that the best way to get an America filled with the best and brightest wasn't to get desirables to fuck more, but to get undesirables to fuck less. When I hear stealthy baby, I just picture like a little tiny ninja outfit. You know? totally, <laughs> like a little man. ninja onesie. Or a yeah. baby jet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a jet with a baby's face on it. Um, well, this is interesting, man. This is um, this is tying into our last story. And maybe this could be a defense for the guy who was fucking stuffed animals. Where he's like, he was he was just following orders that uh, we just didn't want him to procreate. He had a, he had a nut somewhere. He nutted where he was supposed to, your honor. If we can just trick all the people that are undesirable... To fuck stuffed animals in the world would be a better place. Yeah, couch cushions. That is a fucking <laughs> genius point. Yeah, it like, just let these people that shouldn't be procreating jizz on fucking stuffed animals. <laughs> and the world would be a better place. <laughs> Make an event out yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, they jizz off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe we can get fucking Disney to sponsor it. It's sponsored by Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. So who were these undesirables, you might ask? Between 1892 and 1903, a long scientific study determined Caucasian males between 21 and 45 were the group most responsible for society's ills. Just kidding. Ah, this is one of Ian's favorites. No, that is not true. There was no research done whatsoever. It was just determined from the very start that African Americans, Hispanic, and Asian immigrants the mentally handicapped, the poor, the crippled, and the immortal, it, immortals of society? I, immortals, immortals. Okay, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Same man, thing. Bringing in the Highlander into this shit. Bringing vampires in. Hey, we were doing pretty good back then, though. We had one singular mentally handicapped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I try to gloss over those two, but when you put in immortals in there, okay. Immorals, immorals. So society would be the targets of this program. So, yeah. So, basically, all they said is, like, anybody that's not white, those yeah. are the undesirable. Pretty much exactly. There was no, like, rigor in their study and their methods for determining this. It was just, like, everyone yeah. agree, we're going right. to get rid of the minorities and the immigrants. Okay, cool. Let's do it. And that was it, that was it. It kind of, I mean, they're basically sitting, getting together as a group and deciding that white people are the best. It's just a more sophisticated clan meeting at this point. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, Ian, you can do this next one. All right, so all the program needed was a little funding, and they could start sterilizing the fuck out of all these undesirable jabronis. <laughs> the only problem was that no reputable business wanted any part of funding this overtly racist, unethical bullshit, except that's not true. They all did. Uh, you did it again, Ian. You <laughs> let he it, always... Ian, the master of misdirection. Yeah. Misdirection, yes, yes, yes. Of, of misdirection and misdirections. <laughs> so the Carnegies, the Rockefellers, and even the goat of the anti-fat movement, Mr. J.H., cereal that will stop you from masturbating Kellogg, all signed up to help fund the start of the eugenics record office. So the whole thing was that the they needed funding to be able to do this, and there was a bunch of people that were like, yeah, we, you know, we can get behind a more white world. 
Oh yeah, dude. Every, every every reputable business leader of the day was just like, sure, here's a bunch of fucking money. And as a call back to one of our previous podcasts, I had to throw in the hero of the anti-fat movement, Mr. Kellogg himself, who, fun fact if you didn't know it, he was a huge no-fap guy. I believe masturbation was the cause of all evil in society. So he created Kellogg's cereal specifically to stop little boys from masturbating because he thought if he made a really bland cereal that no one would jack off. He was crazy. Dave, do you know about this shit, Dave? The no fap shit. <laughs> I I just I just know that. I mean, it makes sense because I mean, when I'm eating Captain Crunch, I can't stop touching myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't think of ever, uh, you know, having cornflakes and and been like feeling feeling randy. <laughs> the endeavors of the eugenic record office were facilitated by the work of various committees, and they all had excellent and decorous names, such as the Committee of the Heredity of the Feeble-Minded. Oh, we were just talking about that on a podcast yeah. recently. They, in South Dakota, they had the House of the Feeble-Minded. Uh, there is the Committee on the Sterilization of Undesirables, and then there's the Committee on Hereditary of Death <laughs> Mutism. Okay. Which was chaired by none other than the Alexander Graham Bell, who famously hated deaf people. <laughs> what a terrible... And was afraid that they would create a super race if they were allowed to breed. That was a thing, right? We talked about that on the podcast, wasn't it? Like, Alexander Graham Bell thought that deaf people were going to fucking take yes. over the world. What a random group to hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Dude, this just sounds like a dude that fucking just talks a lot and hates when people don't listen. And that's, he just fucking chose that group to hate. Like, ah, oh, they never pay attention to me. He didn't understand that, like, what deaf was. So he, he didn't realize that they couldn't hear him. He just thought they were all really dismissive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They thought they were all stuck up and shit. <laughs> He's like, listen, I'm Alexander Graham Bell. I, I'm very fucking smart. Why don't you people fucking pay attention to me? <laughs> Well, he was quoted as saying, Those who believe as I do that the production of a defective race of human beings would be a great calamity to the world will examine carefully the causes that will lead to the intermarriage of the deaf with the object of applying a remedy. <laughs> Quote. What if Alexander Graham Bell had a speech impediment and he just thought deaf people were mocking him? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, led by Graham, the Deaf Mutism Committee put forward legislation to prevent the intermarriage of deaf mute people, removing sign language in schools, and firing all deaf teachers, and forcing oral only education methods. Wow. So it's like just blowjobs, I guess. So this eugenics method was basically, quote, if we make life shitty enough for them, they will best case kill themselves or worst Jesus. case not breed with their own kind thus protecting us from the creation of a deaf super race that would have inevitably enslave us all i mean that what a ignorant <laughs> viewpoint yeah i mean I can't come even, on bro it's like we've heard some stupid shit but this is like being like oh no we can't let people in wheelchairs uh, have sex because then everybody will be in a wheelchair so i thought about it and i was trying to think of what his motivation might have been for all this nonsense this is the telephone guy. He invented oh, the telephone. It always so comes back to money, man. It always comes back to yeah, money. Yeah, right? yeah. They weren't customers. Yeah, deaf and mute people were his one obstacle to having 100% adoption. So fuck him, you know. <laughs> that, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. That, I mean, hey, that's that was the corporate mindset. That's still the corporate mindset. Let's breed out the people that can't buy our products. <laughs> hey, they, they were the only people keeping the telegraph alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bobby, you can do the next one. The American Eugenics Program was a bona fide hit. 
33 states in total adopted some sort of sterilization law that allowed them to cut the balls off of uh, or dice up the lady bits of anyone they deemed unfit. That's terrible. The main public targets of these sterilization programs were imbeciles, the feeble-minded, and mentally deranged. But when there was little to no pushback going after crazies and the retards, they quietly started targeting the blind, people with epilepsy, and the physically deformed. After that went off without any major setbacks, they started going after whores or wives that cheated on their husbands once or twice <laughs> or made a bad sandwich Whoa. occasionally. All right, I'm starting to get on board now. Now, Dave. Eugenics Dave. I just like a good sandwich. <laughs> but see, this is a good example of we're talking about these people who think their legacy is to rid the world of something that they don't understand or they fear, right? Whereas... Mm -hmm. The sandwich is a great example of somebody who left a positive influence. The Earl of Sandwich enjoyed playing cards. So when he had meat and bread there, he didn't want to put his poker hand down, so he put the meat inside the bread, hence inventing the sandwich, which has brought joy to people for generations. That's the kind of positive, that's the, that's the kind of legacy we should all seek. Don't pull people down, lift people up. Wow, that, I never heard. That's a true story, Dave. True story. The Earl of Sandwich was an Fuck avid yeah, card player. I learned. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Mm. This sounds like a really long-winded Snapple cap. <laughs> <laughs> like, like something uh, that I made up while playing Balderdash. <laughs> and my brain recorded it as a fact, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great thing about this podcast. We don't fact check shit. So if you say it, it's fucking fact, dude. Oh, man, buckle up. Then I'm going to really start diving into this. <laughs> uh, the ruse was to first claim these ladies were crazy. Then they would send them off to homes for the feeble-minded. Then they would sterilize them without notice, whistle, and walk away. Is that like what they did to, was it Angelina Jolie in the movie Changeling? Oh, like it's, after she, it's like, been a long time. That. I mean, you you always try to plug Changeling, so I don't know. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. what is it? Like, I, are, are you I'm getting gonna, are you getting you know? points off of Changeling or something? What's going on? This is the random movie he brings up for everything. Yeah, every time it's Changeling with fucking Look, Bobby. I, I one time met the director of photography for the movie. They were very nice, and I want to get some streams. Right? Okay, all right, all right. Dave, you can do this next one here. This wouldn't be the story of America without mentioning that Jews, Hispanics, African... You guys aren't trying to get me canceled by reading this. No, 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 no. no, no. I made no, sure you're not getting canceled. Okay. African Americans and Asians were disproportionately the main targets of this eugenics program. The eugenics program got a huge win with the passage of the Immigration Act of 1924 that put forth an immigration literacy test, among other measures, to stop inferior races from diluting the superior American racial stock. Yeah, I could yeah. see you guys just taking a soundbite and, and releasing it and, and, yeah. and me just right. blindly reading it without really knowing what I'm saying here. And then the uh, next thing I know, I came on here to, to plug my tour and my rub and I get canceled. I think we're done, guys. So I think we got good? it. All right, all right. You we got it, guys. It was good to see everybody. Uh... <laughs> Sons of bitches. <laughs> that, but I mean, this is a thing that everybody seems to like. It, it, it goes back to even the the shit that's going on now about showing ID when you vote is the sort of thing where I mean, yeah, obviously everybody wants to make sure that everybody that votes is voting legitimately. But the thing about 
if you install a law that everybody has to have some sort of like official ID, then who's going to be disproportionately affected by that? It's poorer people that can't afford to, you know, go and do the whole process of getting a driver's license or an ID. So this is like their underhanded way of trying to get people to be like, oh, well, you know, it's legitimate. If they wanted to do it, if they really wanted to be passed, they would pass a literacy test, but they can't. So, you know, we gave them a chance. Yeah. Yeah. And we put the one literacy testing place on the complete opposite side of town so it was yeah, as inconvenient right. as possible. I mean, right. Yep. There was one of them for like, you know, a city of several hundred thousand, but, you know, hey. Right. There and hard to get to the polling stations, but there's a Waffle House on both sides of the highway exit. So make sure you can conveniently get there without flipping a U turn in your Red Bull car. U <laughs> turn yeah. day. That's exactly right. yeah. Waffle House Dave, I, yeah, I think, is, uh, that's has a good nice true. Yeah, I like too. that too. The Immigration Act also strongly enforced existing laws prohibiting race mixing and put forth other measures to dilute the spreading of, quote, inferior races. While things did suck for minorities, things weren't all rosy for affluent white women of the day either. The positive eugenics movement that thrived in medical communities denied middle and upper class women sterilization and birth control under the pretense that, quote, you ladies need to fuck more, not less. Get out of there and make some more damn babies. I have a feeling that this is not a direct quote. Stealthy babies. Yeah. I think this was a doctor that apparently didn't have a Botox license and was drinking lots of Four Locos. I think he's the one that said this. This is a, a thing where this is not uncommon. Just, I mean, we're talking about eugenics today, but we've talked about all kinds of indecorous shit before. And yeah, other minorities get affected by shit, which the w- women are getting lumped in with the rest of the minorities here. But eventually women got the right to vote, got equal rights. And then it turns into that whenever a minority gets equal rights with the elite, then they turn on the other minority. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a yeah. common thing. I said it before on the podcast. If if Hispanics ever became the majority in the United States, they would be the first to try to close the borders from anybody else trying to come <laughs> in. You know, I feel like the only positive thing that can be said about some of these people that were pushing this is they probably had pretty much the same level of hatred for like any local italians or irish people too <laughs> right they fucking hated those people with a passion as well right yeah, hated yeah. everybody yep yep and uh ian you can just close us out on this last one all right when all was said and done sixty-five thousand people were sterilized across 33 states and hundreds of thousands of immigrants were prevented entry under strict anti-immigration laws But for all of this effort, the science was bad. Perfectly able-bodied people could still breed and make deformed babies. The grim specter of a master race of deaf people was still a threat. And it would appear all this effort was for naught. Except, across the pond in Europe in the mid-1920s, there was at least one fan of this failed experiment. That man penned a glowing fan letter to the American eugenic leader, Madison Grant, calling his race-based eugenics book, The Passing of the Great Race, his Bible. That man went on to say, I have studied with great interest the laws of several American states concerning prevention of reproduction by people whose progeny would, in all probability, be of no value or be injurious to the racial stock. That man, of course, was Adolf Hitler, and our failed eugenics experiment was not a fail in his book, but his primary source of inspiration. Adolf Hitler, or as Ian calls him, the artist. Oh no! <laughs> no, no, no. I, I made I made an off color 
comment that there were some people with art history degrees that would swear Adolf Hitler's terrible art was the worst thing he ever did. Uh, yeah, well, it seemed to me like you were promoting Adolf Hitler's uh, philosophies and everything he stood for is the way I took it. I think you were drinking too much Four Loco that time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is basically the story of white people trying to keep everybody white, basically, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and not just that, but it is just, even if it's not through genetics, it is the story of the world in that anybody that's in power wants to keep people like them in power, not let anybody. And and like I said earlier, if, if one of the minorities, one of the people, one of the have-nots becomes a have, then they'll turn around and try to fucking turn on everybody else, too. I think it's just human nature, unfortunately. It- you know, I seem to recall you demanding that we refer to you as King of the Colombians. So, <laughs> At the very least, <laughs> if, if not King of the World or King of the yeah. Podcast. <laughs> that is true. You did take it over in season two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the way it works. It's slowly, I took it over. I took over the hosting jobs in season two. Then next season, one of you guys are not going to make it. So it's going to be like Survivor here. I mean, basically every guest we've had this season is on audition to see who's going to replace one of you guys. Oh, it's like it's like Alex Trebek. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly like I'd I'd love to do it, except for it looks like you guys do a lot of legwork leading up to your podcast, and uh, I'm kind of lazy. So, <laughs> dude, dude, you just fucking do barbecue. That's all you need to do, bro. Uh, I'm in, I, dude. Honestly, if if you wanted to turn this into a barbecue podcast tomorrow, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Bobby would. <laughs> Well, what do you think of that, Carlos? What if I just poach your guys from you and we just bring them to my barbecue podcast? Meet Dave. It's going to be called Meet Dave, Bobby, and Ian from now on. How dare you? This podcast is over. Welcome to our new podcast, No Colombians Allowed. (laughs) Actually, so so, uh, staying with the nickname theme, barbecue places have the best names. Barbecue restaurants, but even more so barbecue competition teams when you go to festivals. They always have like phallic sounding or or suggestive, um, you know, it's like the rubbing butts team or (laughs) I I, I was going to say, I got a I I just got a jar of uh, bad Byron's butt rub or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's always like team bone in your mouth barbecue, you know, or something like that. Good lord. Yeah, I don't think yeah. we can say most of these words on this podcast. And it's supposed to be an edgy podcast. Yeah. I don't know it was going to get this fucking uh, yeah. sexual. Yeah, you don't know edgy until you've been to a barbecue festival. Well, speaking of barbecue, dude, we wanted to get to that, man. You are doing a whole themed tour based on barbecue like first of all just tell us how that even started dude i mean i know you yeah because i saw i mean i've known you for a few years now and then within the last few years i started like okay you're doing all this barbecue shit and then you're touring with bert and didn't you do the barbecue for the super bowl thing I did, man. Yeah, you know, it's just something that kind of organically and authentically became a a bit of a part of my branding because I just genuinely had fun, like, learning how to barbecue and learning how to, like, legit smoke meat. And I just started posting it on Instagram as I was learning, and it turned into, like, what people wanted to talk to me about, you know? Oh, Um, so, dude, so it wasn't like, oh, I'm so good at barbecue. Let me show you how to do barbecue. You were like, hey, let me fuck some shit up and see how it goes sort of thing? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it eventually got to that point where it felt like I was good enough to give advice when people hit me up, and and I got got a reputation for being good at it. But um, yeah, it started from scratch, man. I, I mean, I was a big barbecue fan, but I, at one point, I just looked at my wife and I was getting fed up that I couldn't get the same quality barbecue when I went on the road to Texas and and all these other places. I come back here and I'd be like. I want that barbecue, but I can't get it anywhere. You know? So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. fuck it. I'm going to teach myself, you know? And I've heard too, aren't there a lot of like, 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 like the barbecue places out West try to be all high end hipster fucking. Oh, that's like, like super... a, that's a New York thing, man. Yeah. Where people were trying, it was, it was like, you get a little tiny dry piece of brisket and they were passing it off, but people could sniff out the rats when it comes to that stuff. Oh, dude. Are they trying uh, to do like kale barbecue or some shit? <laughs> they try, I'm sure it's been attempted. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that they're smoking vegetables, the jackfruit, uh, they, they try to make uh. that and make it seem like uh pulled pork, but now there's a pretty great barbecue scene uh, here. But when I first started, there wasn't much. So when real legit guys and places started popping up, I really connected with them. Now they're my buddies, but tried to learn from them. Yes, and I've gotten a reputation for being good at it. And I've really found through going on the tours with Bert and people seeing the stuff that I'm doing when we're using our little travel smoker and on the road to where now people are hitting me up and asking me questions. And, and I love talking barbecue with people. So then I started the podcast and I started learning from people when I interviewed them. So, you know, fast forward to now, I got my vaccinations and I'm dying to hit the road. So I, I just kind of talked it out on the podcast one day with this one restaurant owner who's trying to get me to go to the barbecue festival in Memphis. And mm -hmm. he's like, man, come to the Memphis in May. You'll have a blast. All these oh, dudes yeah, that you dude. know are going to be here and do do. And I, I've never been to a true competition and, and like I've been part of like um, hanging out with the team. So I'm like, man, I really want to check that out. So I, I just said, maybe I'll throw a few dates around it. And that's how I, you know, whenever I want to go to a football game, I put together like a one nighter in Atlanta. And that's how I kind of justify going to that football game. You know, so it's not it's, it's an old trick. So I, I he, this dude said, well, you can do a show at my barbecue restaurant. I go, all right, well, there's one. And then I hit up a buddy or two that were in neighboring cities and they were like, that sounds awesome. Let's do it. So then I threw it up on my Instagram stories and all these places hit me up. And that next thing I know, I got a two month tour put together. That's awesome. Nice. Man. So the, the idea is I'm going to do like an hour of comedy, which I'm excited to do, you know, headline hour again, because it's been a while because through the pandemic, I was lucky enough to tour and do comedy, but it was either opening for Burt. So it's a shorter set or mm -hmm. it was on Zoom, which were shorter sets also, you know, mm -hmm. or it was here in L.A. And in L.A., it's not you're not really doing your headline hour. You're doing like 15 minutes here and there, you know. Right, right. So I'm excited to go out and tour and, and work on my new hour. And then we're going to do a 20 or 30 minute Q&A at the end of every show with the audience, me and whoever the hosting pitmaster is. So it's kind of like a live version of my podcast in that way where we could hear their story, but also answer the audience's questions on rubs and brisket stuff nice. and all the stuff that, that you were going to ask me about, Bobby. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Uh, yeah, because Bobby was trying to make the whole fucking podcast about barbecue. I'm like, hey, yeah, and if you guys would shut up for no, a minute. Yeah, that's right. Oh, good Lord. All right, well, I mean, your fucking dream came true because apparently it's the Dave Williamson with Ian and Bobby podcast. Coming up well, you know, here's the thing. Dave and I were going to talk about uh, the selectively breeding barbecue enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to that with um, people trying to recreate Wagyu so, you know, Wagyu used to be a breed of cow 
that was yeah, only in found in Japan. And now you can get Wagyu from the United States and from Australia. It's not the same. You're not going to get the same grade because that bloodline yeah. is so strong there in Japan. But it is closer to Wagyu than anything you would get that wasn't Wagyu, where it's the marbling all the way through. So lots of stuff. And, and pigs as well, man. I've heard some incredible things about genetics of pigs and the, how their diet changes that and how you can affect a whole generation. So a lot, lot of eugenics in play in, in pigs and, and cows. But Bobby, I'm going to send you, I got my own rub, all-purpose rub, meet Dave, all-purpose rub. I'm going to oh, hook you up. Yeah. Ian and Carlos, you can get a bottle at DaveWilliamsonComedy.com uh, for 20 I bucks. I got a guy. fucking, oh, fucking Bobby. <laughs> Charge them extra, man. Charge them. <laughs> hey, right on, dude. So you got your own rub and shit? I got my own rub coming out, man. I'm really excited about it. Sweet. Uh, so That's many people awesome. would always hit me up and ask me well, how to make my rub. And I was like, dude, it's super simple. It's really easy. But then they got to go to the store and get the kosher salt and the coarse right. pepper and all that stuff, you know? Right, so right, I was right. like, well, I found a company that would make it for me. So uh, I'm like, well, now I can just put a link and be like, here it is, man. Go to town. <laughs> all right. Where can people get it, though? It's up for pre-sale right now on my website, DaveWilliamsonComedy.com, along with uh, the tour dates that have been announced so far. And I'm adding a ton of other tour dates as we go, which hopefully Charlotte will be included in. Yes. But I already have like Phoenix, Fort Worth, Cleveland up there. I got a couple Colorado spots, Denver, Grand Junction, Bakersfield, California. I got a stop in Mississippi. I'm going to be adding wow. Birmingham soon. Mm. Trying to add Pittsburgh, New York. Um, Boston's up. So, I mean, I'm driving all over this fucking country. Hey, dude. Cool, That's fucking so, awesome, bro. Listen, man, we're going to let you go. We're not going to take any more of your time. So everybody can just check it out at DaveWilliamson.com. That's where all your tour dates and shit are going to be at. DaveWilliamsonComedy.com. And then I'm most active on Instagram at DaveWComedy. If you have a barbecue restaurant by you that would like to be added as a venue, just message me. I check all of it. Or if you have a barbecue question, hit me up, man. I love to talk shop. Even if I don't know it, it'd still be nice to connect with you and see how your stuff comes out it's it's been a pleasure dave uh costco brothers for life 100 dude kirkland (laughs) all right dave thanks a lot for doing the podcast man i really appreciate you taking the time brother i miss you guys i love you guys i hope to see you in charlotte soon soon, man take care buddy bobby i i i mean i i I, and i i did i I was if the fed has got any last words no, I'm just a little uh, depressed now, not to be, you know. We took away his buddy. He was yeah, bonding. Yeah, right? yeah. That's why you guys have to start your own podcast that you fucking do right after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't know if you have to be a Patreon subscriber to our thing or Bobby's thing to be on your, what is it, extra podcast barbecue shit. But oh, that's whatever. a good name. I like that. Yeah, that's a very catchy name, I think. I mean, it could work. Extra podcast barbecue shit. Extra barbecue them shits.com. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm taking that URL with me. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) All our Patreon shits going to go to them shits. Yeah. That's a a great thing about them shits. It can apply to everything. It doesn't have to be this podcast. It can be fucking barbecue. Yeah. And that will give you the shits. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Ian? You got any last words? Uh, 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 these, uh, uh, I think speaking of them shits, I'm going to drink some four loco and go break into my neighbor's house and take a shit on his carpet. Dude, that's a great callback. It would have been even better if you're like, I'm going to drink some four locos 
and do some barbecue and then it's like yeah. fucking a complete circle circle of life circle of life yeah and i'm still wondering what was this coach dave business i mean was he really a coach or was that just a nickname that some endearing friend gave him i mean i, I need nah, to know that's just when he like he had a period where he was touching a lot of kids and he told him just call me coach dave <laughs> that's a great joke to drop when he's not in the, in the fucking thing to defend himself anymore <laughs> he had a lot of children that he would challenge to wrestling matches and you know, i'm just coach dave <laughs> all right guys thank you for listening to the podcast we will catch you next week check us out on patreon at themshits.com while you can before bobby takes it over to the barbecue podcast or just go to decorous comedy at pay when we're on what is it patreon.com slash decorous comedy yeah. How do we expect? How can we expect the fans to remember it when you don't even know? Where this is why we haven't reached triple digits. Triple digits. <laughs> we need but our soon fans enough, to be better. We will reach triple digits. We need our fans to once again be better than us. We've always said this. It's the theme of the podcast. Yeah, we're trying to get to a thousand. So if you guys can help us, it would be much appreciated. That's the podcast. Walk your cat. Walk your cat. Walk your cat. I used to party a lot, I did, when I was in college. Enjoyed, enjoyed drinking beer quite a bit. Conscious. Yeah, that's right, War Eagle. All right, we got some, some Auburn folks, people at home listening to the city, you won't know what the hell you're talking about. College is when you get your best stories, right? Like, I'm 33 years old now. I still, to this day, do not have a story worth repeating that doesn't start with, dude. This one time in college, I was wasted. And then it kind of goes from there. Like this one time, honestly, I got so drunk that I accidentally dialed 911 instead of 411. That is an awful conversation. You're basically ratting yourself out. I was like, 911, what's your emergency? Uh, Auburn, Alabama, please. I'm gonna need the phone number for a Taco Bell that delivers. Ice cream? Like, we're sorry, sir, this line is reserved for emergencies only. Pretty hungry over here. <laughs> Ran out of Doritos a couple hours ago. Don't know what you consider an emergency. You'll be surprised how fast those police officers show up at your house. Like, I didn't even tell you douchebags what I wanted to order. Oh, I'm gonna ride with you, that's what I thought. Hey, idiot, we passed like three Taco Bells. I actually invented my own drinking game back then. You guys can borrow it if you want. It's called Be Careful What You Wish For. It's where you get really drunk and depressed by yourself one night. I still play all the time. You start going through your old high school yearbook. And anybody that wrote, 
Chaotic, keep in touch. You have to call them at four in the morning? It's the rules, you have to do it. Hello? Hey, Betsy Turner? This is Dave Williamson, class of 96. Go Panthers! I just wanted to follow up, let you know that I did stay sweet. Uh, I've had several fantastic summers. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Betsy's mom. Hey, were you a giant slut in high school too? No, I just won the game. That's how you win. The best is when you're underage though, man. Underage drinking is the most fun you can have. It's all downhill from there. You guys remember that with your fake ID? Cause like just getting in the bar is half the battle. There's no adrenaline rush like that. You're just in the backseat of your buddy's Ford Explorer trying to memorize your fake IDs. He's quizzing you. What's your address? One, two, three, Mockingbird Lane. One, two, three, Mockingbird Lane. Hair color, brown, eye color, blue. What's your side? Gemini, you're fucking in, dude. Got this. You walk up to the bouncer trying to be all confident. What's up, man? He sits there and stares at your ID forever, and you think it's because he's a really good bouncer, but it's really because he can't read or do simple math. The longer he stares at the ID, the more you try to make the face that's in the picture. Like, I was wearing a different shirt that day. I called my junk baby powder. <laughs>